Austin Eckler has been outstanding for the Chargers over the last couple years, but we could see an even better version under new OC Kellen Moore. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven years, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. We've talked a lot about Justin Herbert and what Kellen Moore can do for him, but today we're talking about the other guys who should benefit from the new offensive coordinator for the Chargers, the running backs, the the tight ends for sure, and also if Kellen Moore could be bringing some coaches potentially from Dallas to help out with the Chargers offense, and maybe even a player like Tony Pollard, because the Chargers, you know, obviously cap space-wise are not in a great spot, and there could be some surprise cuts on the horizon, so we're going to talk about who the most likely surprise cuts could be if the Chargers end up having to get rid of someone that the fans probably won't want to see go. But today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this is the game for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. David, it's our Chargers mailbag. We wanted to get into some Chargers questions. Let you guys take over the show for today. And we have a great one here from Dylan Kirkpatrick who asked, besides Justin Herbert, who will benefit the most? from Kellen Moore's offense. And I think that's a great question. We talked a lot about Herbert, but there's other guys who should benefit as well. And like Austin Eckler, for example, I don't know if he'll get as many catches and as many touches as he has in the past, but I was very impressed with how he got Tony Pollard the ball in space and getting maybe Austin Eckler in some better situations when he does get the ball. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think uh, last year when you look at the rushing numbers for the Cowboys, Tony Pollard was fantastic, averaging over five yards per carry. Zeke, not so good, 3.8. But the year before that, in 2021, they were both over four yards a carry. Uh, and that that's the efficiency numbers that you're trying to look for when you're wanting a, you know, a good running game. And I think Josh Kelly showed some strides last year uh, of turning into the player that you know you wanted him to be, to be that kind of guy that's going to partner up with Austin Eckler and hopefully Kellen Moore can come into the fold and get the most out of both of these guys. And that's the big thing to me when I'm looking at the Cowboys offense is not just how much, you know, someone like Tony Pollard was used. It was just how much they use both of their top two running backs. And it's hard to say because there's probably some pressure with Ezekiel Elliott's contract to get him on the field and have him playing snaps. Yeah. You know, I I think that played a part in it because there's no way that Ezekiel Elliott should have had more attempts than Tony Pollard. Not at all. Tony Pollard had 193 attempts. Ezekiel Elliott had 231 attempts. Both of those guys over 190 attempts. Austin Eckler had 204 attempts, and that's a lot. Josh Kelly was the next highest carrier for the Chargers at 69 attempts. So that's going to be interesting to see if they will have, I mean, more carries for everyone, obviously, a more balanced rushing attack. But what? how will this shake out? How will these roles kind of be defined? I think what you saw from Kellen Moore, especially last year, I mean, Ezekiel, yeah, part of the reason why his yards per carry are so low is because so much of it came in short yardage and goal line situations. There's a reason those yeah. guys had 21 touchdowns put together last season, right? And that's because he was getting a lot of those goal line touches in a lot of those short yard situations where, hey, a two-yard run in that situation is good. 
And Ezekiel yet at this point is pretty drained. I mean, athletically oh, speaking, yeah. he's not. Well, the that same also guy. Uh, really tied into their effectiveness in the red zone as well is being able to run the ball, if, uh, you know, really, really well in that area. That's why they were one of the best red zone scoring teams in the NFL. And we'll see if the Chargers add to this unit as well. You know, I mean, it would be interesting to see if they go for a more explosive type of runner like a Tony Pollard, if they try to bring someone in like that in the draft potentially, because they haven't really been leaning that way as far as athleticism, you know, in the draft picks that they've had with Josh Kelly, pretty average coming out. Isaiah Spiller, pretty average coming out. Larry Roundtree, below average coming out. That hasn't been, you know, a huge focal point for this team when they're getting these running backs. Hopefully, Colin Moore can help with potentially bringing in a new running back, or maybe they turn to a familiar face, someone like Tony Pollard, who is coming off a pretty gruesome injury, and maybe that lowers his value enough to get into the Chargers game. We'll talk about it later. But I do want to also talk about the tight ends, David, because that is the next position group where I think this unit will definitely get a boost in their targets, a boost in receptions. The tight ends should be on the field a lot more next season and being used a lot more. Yeah, I think you look at Dalton Schultz, the number one tight end for Dallas, as the biggest example of that. The last three seasons for him, he has over 50 catches in every season and has 17 touchdowns. So he is getting those opportunities to score and he's being featured prominently, also averaging over 10 yards per reception in all three of those seasons. So not only is he getting a lot of opportunities, but he's being very productive with those. So he's being featured and they're using him to get a lot of that offensive success. So guys like Gerald Everett and Donald Parham Jr. should be very excited for Kellen Moore coming into the fold and uh, orchestrating this offense. And that's another position too, you know, with Kellen Moore using tight ends more. Will they attack that position? There's a really, really loaded tight end draft coming up. I would be surprised if the Chargers don't come away with one in one of their top three picks. Trey McKitty obviously hasn't panned out. You yeah. want somebody, you're going to have to, I think, remake this room a little bit, though, because the tight ends yeah. block a ton for Dallas. And when you're looking at the numbers, I mean, they use a lot more two tight end sets in the Chargers. In 2021, according to Sharp Football, they used two tight end formations on 24% of their snaps which is top 10 in the league as far as percentage-wise. So that is something they do a lot, getting those guys on the field. And a lot of that is because you're trying to marry the pass and the run, right? You want the yeah. runs to look like passes. And I thought it was interesting, just if you're looking at the overall totals for these tight ends, David, 130 targets to tight ends last year when you're adding up Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, 130 targets, 89 catches, 865 yards, and nine touchdowns. They had three tight ends that had at least two touchdowns last season. So it's not just Dalton Schultz. They're finding ways to use all of these other guys as well, which is nice because I feel like the Chargers have never really found a good balance of how to use Donald Parham with, you know, Hunter Henry or Donald Parham yeah. with Jared Cook or, you know, with Gerald Everett. So that's interesting to see as well. I like using the tight ends in the running game because they're usually a little bit more athletic. They're a little bit faster. They usually, you know, usually move a little bit better in space. And I think that allows, you know, these rushing offenses that are very, very successful like Dallas has been to be the type of rushing offenses they want to be. And I think that's something that the Chargers need to bring to the fold. They need to get more athletic with their running schemes. And, you know, I think that's going to help them out quite a bit. So I think that's something that, you know, is going to be featured in this offense. Those two tight end, two tight end sets is going to be a big, big thing to help this offense be a little more productive. Especially because the Chargers wide receivers really struggled to block on the perimeter. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. they run a lot of 11 personnel as well. Three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. So, I mean, yeah. it's they, they do what a lot of teams do 
as far as formation wise. That's their main one. But at the same time, if you are going to be running out that many tight ends, you're probably going to have to invest in that group. And it's, you know, do the tight ends they have now with the Chargers fit with what he's trying to run? That's a question. I mean, can they block well enough? Can they do things like that? So I think that's more incentive of, you know, kind of remaking that room in the image of Kellen Moore's offense. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think we can easily sit here and say, hey, these guys are going to be on the field. These guys are going to be involved, and I think that's exciting. And I also think another group that helps is just the offensive line because, hey, if you run the football more, you can ask pretty much any offensive lineman what they like to do, right? It's run the football. Yeah, they want to run people over, man. Sure. I mean, to get their hands on somebody is most offensive linemen's mentality in general. Yeah, I get to assault somebody legally and i get to do it for 60 minutes that's the mindset of a lot of offensive linemen out there yeah and it puts them in better situations in pass rushing situations yeah. as well right i mean it puts them in less obvious pass rushing situations it keeps the defensive ends on their heels a little bit yeah. it all kind of comes together but i think that is another group that should help and maybe he wants to bring in some offensive line coaching help as well we know brandon nugent was a saints guy a joe lombardi guy potentially maybe there are some changes on the horizon and maybe kellen moore could be bringing in some Cowboys coaches to potentially add to this Chargers staff to, I think, probably help with the chemistry and help with the transition from Joe Lombardi's offense to Kellen Moore's offense. And maybe they just start bringing over Cowboys players like Tony Pollard, because he definitely would fit in that Tony Pollard role of the Kellen Moore offense. We're going to get into that. But I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate NFL GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. And I think this game is even better during the offseason. You should see some of the trades I've been pulling off since the season has ended. If you need to get your offseason fixed and you can't wait for free agency and the draft can come up, use Ultimate Football GM because you can hire the right coaches and coordinators. You can fire your head coach all you want. We know how many people want to fire head coaches. You can do that all you want on Ultimate Football GM. You can trade players, make draft picks, and navigate your franchise through the ups and downs of an NFL season. And the great news is that Locked On Chargers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Let's continue this Chargers mail back here with a great question from Leisha on Twitter. One of our other frequent question asker, we askers. We very much appreciate you, Leisha. But they ask, do you think that Kellen Moore will bring some staff with him from Dallas for quarterback coach or run game O-line coordinator, etc.? Or do you think Staley already has candidates in mind? And I think this is interesting, David, because Shane Day and Joe Lombardi didn't have any, you know, connection. There was no previous history with those two coaches yeah. so if we're going based on that you would think okay well maybe brain staley tries to bring in maybe one of these other candidates right a zach robinson or someone like that someone that he was trying to potentially have as the oc and say hey this is a better job and if kellen moore does really good you could be the next oc that's yeah. why this is important david because if this person does a good job if kellen moore does a good job he's going to be one of the hottest names in the head coaching cycle next season especially with justin herbert coming off of a down year how will they try to fill those voids? How will they try to fill out the rest of this coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think it's it's pretty, you know, I think 
commonplace to think that he's going to want to bring people that he's familiar with. I mean, we know how important relationships have been in the NFL, especially with Brandon Staley. He brings in a lot of people that he knows that he's familiar with on his But he's staff. been doing better bringing in guys he has in him, like Ryan Ficken, yeah, too, right? Yeah. And that plays part of it. Absolutely. You're 100% right on that. But you the, know, the one course, connection with Joe Lombardi didn't work out that well. No, it did not. So, but I mean, hey, Kellen Moore is probably going to want to bring in some of his people because, you know, you want people that are fluent in his system so that they can teach his system because this is going to be another offensive overhaul, hopefully not completely drastic, but it is going to be a new offense. So you want to yeah. bring in guys that are fluent in that system to be able to communicate that and teach it. And, you know, so these guys can learn, hit the ground running and get into this offense as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Get into football 202 as quickly as possible. Now, yes. uh, I, I think one of the most underrated parts of when the Chargers brought Joe Lombardi on is that the fact that they brought in Frank Smith. I think that was so huge for the Chargers yeah. in year one. And I think that, you know, they really missed him last year and they replaced him with Brendan Nugent, right? Frank Smith didn't come directly from the Saints, but he came from the Raiders and he had been with the Saints before that. So he knew what they were running with Joe Lombardi yes. and stuff. Does Joe Philbin make sense? The Cowboys have let go of their offensive line coach. Now Joe Philbin is out there. I mean, the Chargers have two guys, right? Sean Serrett. And then last year they brought in Brendan Nugent to be the offensive line coach. Do they want to switch that up again? Will Rashawn Slater have his third different offensive line coach in three seasons? Something not enough people are talking about. I mean, that it would make sense. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, though, with the quarterback coach. I mean, Gerard Johnson, right? Zach Robinson would be more of a lateral move. Maybe you make him your passing game coordinator as well, but I don't know if he's going to move for that. I mean, I would rather be attached to him. Then again, Sean McVay disciples, we've talked about it before, how they usually get a lot of head coaching opportunities. But Oh, yeah. If you're passed up on their offensive coordinator job enough times, do you want to go somewhere else? Do you want to put yourself in a great position behind an offensive coordinator that if things go well is moving along? Who has already the gotten head coach there. interviews as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you Five definitely, yeah. yeah, you you put in you put yourself in that situation to be the eventual successor because if Kellen Moore does well, we've talked about this a couple of times, he is definitely going to get hired as a head coach. And yeah. who's going to be waiting in the wings? More than likely that quarterback's coach, whoever that may be. When you know, or you're Shane Day, <laughs> and you, right. you, they, you just get let go with the offensive yeah. coordinator if it goes that yeah. way. But maybe instead of bringing coaches, he'll just bring his own players, and they won't need as much of a transition because they'll have go. guys who have been in the system before. I think that's what Spence is going for here when they ask, what is the possibility of our new OC bringing Tony Pollard over in free agency? He would change our offense dramatically, I feel. I agree with that. The Chargers need more explosiveness offensively. He brings that. Kellen Moore knows how to use him. That's great. There's no chance that Tony Pollard or Dalton Schultz or any of these guys from the Cowboys, to me, David, are going to end up in Chargers bolts. I, I just don't see it. The Chargers need to worry about how they are going to get under the cap before they can even consider signing. They're 20 anybody. million over right yes, now. That's an important note. $20 yeah. million dollars over the cap. They're going to have to do some cap gymnastics to be able to get uh, to get under that. And, and we'll get into that here a little bit later on. But it's definitely something that would be lovely. I mean, obviously, Tony Pollard's an incredibly productive player, thousand yard rusher past two seasons. And this guy's got real juice. I mean, you see it when you watch him. He's got breakaway speed. This is a guy who's definitely a game wrecker at the running back position. I'd love to yeah. see it. It's not happening. I'm sorry. 
It's been a revelation for the Cowboys offense over the last two years, getting him more involved. And I think you saw in that playoff game where he got hurt and it's a significant injury too, which I think plays a part in the whole bringing him in part of it. We'll see when he's able to recover from that nasty leg injury, but yes, you just, the Chargers are already paying one running back over, you know, market value or at least like, Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're already paying Austin Eckler, could he be a surprise cut with a $6 million savings in 2023? We'll get into surprise cuts later on the show. But I do think with this, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, stylistically, schematically, it makes a lot of sense. But the other thing is, too, is if you don't do that, right, and there are some other free agent running backs out on the market as well, and they could be, you know, someone they could bring in cheaper than that. But He's got to be trying to cash in on the best opportunity. That second oh, yeah. contract you get after your rookie contract is where you make all of your money as a running back. So, like, he has to totally, you know, I don't think he's going to, I mean, maybe a one year deal so he can recoup some of that injury value in a, you know, bizarre world. Maybe that could happen. Hard, hard to do that, though, sense. as a running back, though, because your shelf life in the NFL is very, very limited. You play a very, well, and that's why you'd only do one year, right? Right. You, you want to get back in the market as soon as possible to get but that. But yeah, next if, if he gets deal. any kind of significant contract, you want that security. So I, but he, sure also, he also get hurt again, too. And that's, yeah, where, you know, the danger lies. But that's right. You know, Kellen Moore has been tasked with a lot of things as the Chargers offensive coordinator now. But maybe you should have a little bit more. Maybe you should be pulling double duty. That's what a tier thinks. Hi, David. This is Akia. I am super excited about the Keller Moore hire. I called it last year. I thought that's who they're going to get. I was so genius. So my question is this. I know he is going to be the offense coordinator. Do the Chargers really need a quarterback coach? Because I think he can be the quarterback coach also. What are your thoughts on this Keller Moore, the OCM? the QB coach. Let me hear you, please. Thank you. No, it's your thank you. You are a delight, and I love you. No, it's not going to happen. I mean, I think the thing is, is Kellen Moore will be very, very, very involved with Justin Herbert and just, you know, everything from game planning to mechanics and all of those things. But being an offensive coordinator is a full-time job, and being a quarterback's coach is a full-time job. And I don't think, I mean, you should be pouring as many resources into it as you possibly can, not taking them away. No, and you got to understand, you want all of your players on offense to continuously improve, and you want to be able to give them direct coaching every single day. Justin Herbert is still a young quarterback. He can still get much better. You want a QB coach that is in here dedicated to his growth, just like they have tight end coaches, just like they have O-line coaches, wide receiver coaches. They all have these specific coaches for each position group because they want that growth to continuously happen throughout the year. Mm. but the offensive coordinator has to oversee all of those things. So no, you don't want to put more on his plate. He already has enough to contend with. That's another big reason why, you know, Kellen Moore made sense too, because it's like, he knows what it takes to be an OC, not just a quarterback's coach. Right. Right. And that is a much different game. And and I think with your quarterback coach, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, like we talked about who they end up going with for that. If they bring in someone like Scott Tolzien, yeah. Former quarterback who actually had some time with the Chargers back in the day, didn't make the team or anything, but nah. he's been there for three seasons as an offensive assistant, as a former quarterback. Maybe they try to bring him in for some continuity there. It's going to be interesting, but you do want that quarterback coach. You do want that person who is sitting and breaking down film with Justin Herbert yeah. whenever he wants to. Is there to work with mechanics whenever he wants to. Is there to you know help him with certain route concepts and things like that. 
you need somebody there, his personal assistant, you know, his personal coach every day, all day. You need that person there. So yeah. they, they will have a quarterbacks coach. They should get a run game coordinator. They should get a passing game coordinator. There's a lot yes. of fill as many positions, get all as many titles, people in there, please. you know, to an extent as you can to help out and, and craft this offense around Justin Herbert. But Justin Herbert could be missing potentially one of his top weapons if we see some surprise cuts from the Chargers with their salary cap situation being what it is right now. It's going to be interesting to see what decisions they end up making. And also, how do you bring back Trey Pipkins, who was a pivotal, you know, really important part of this Chargers offensive line, which really, really can't afford to go backwards at all. So we're going to get into that. But first, I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by the number one sports book in America. And I'm talking about FanDuel, which is the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party with the Super Bowl coming up, guys. And we're really excited about our new sports betting partner. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you're new to it, it is really, really helpful the way that they make it, the way they set it up, the format of it makes it very, very easy to find the bets that you want. And you have the big game coming up. So download FanDuel now so you can get Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That means you lose and you also win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. But the real game changer is same game parlays. And especially with the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 coming up, you're going to want that same game parlay because guess what? There's only one football game left of the season. So all these other no, you know, same game parlay places are missing out because Super Bowl is here and that's the only game you can bet on next weekend. But make sure you guys are joining FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by my favorite protein bar and something I never need any help talking about and that is Built Bar. And the main thing about Built Bar is if you're on a diet, and you're looking for a delicious treat with all the fat and the calories, you go with a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know a lot of people are setting you know, their New Year's resolutions. Shout out to everyone who has kept them going so far. But if you have kept your resolutions going, your diet is probably getting very, very stale right about now. You're tired of chicken and veggies. You want to eat a candy bar, but you can't. You're trying to be good. So get the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and you can get the best of both worlds. You can get the unicorn of your diet and get something that can break up the monotony of a strict diet with Built Bar. Because with Built Bar, they're only 130 calories for most bars and only 4 grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein. They're also very low on carbs. You can use them for most keto diets as well. So make sure you guys go find yourself some Built Bars. And right now, they're easier to find than ever. You can go to Walmart and pick up a box of double chocolate, cookies and cream, coconut puffs. Or you can even go to a Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box. So you can try all of the best flavors with hits like brownie batter and churro. So make sure you guys go to BuiltBar.com. And right now, since you listen to this show, you can save some money. Make sure when you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Let's get to the rest of our Chargers mailbag here. And we have a very tough question who's coming from Chris Saiz, one of our other frequent question askers. Shout out to Chris on the Today Show. But he asks, who would your surprise cut candidates be? Well, David, I think there's the obvious ones. Dustin Hopkins saves a couple million dollars, right? Matt Filer, I mean, we would be very surprised if he did come back at this point with what the Chargers calories, <laughs> salary cap situation. If your calorie cap is low, go to Built Bar, right? I mean, if you don't have a lot of space on your on that calorie cap, make sure you're hitting up the Built Bars. But salary cap-wise, the Chargers are in a tough spot, and there's going to be a, have to be a lot of creative restructuring and new dealings around. But, David, if you're looking for a surprise cut 
someone people don't think is going to get cut that could get cut, who would you go with? Yeah, there's a couple of names that come to mind here. One of them is Austin Johnson. There's not a lot of, of cap savings involved in this particular A lot of dead situation. cap, yeah. Yeah, a lot of dead cap there. Um, but I, I think that the two names that are probably would be ones that you don't want to see happen, uh, but uh, as you analyze the entire situation and you look at this like a business, which it is, the NFL is yeah. a business, you have to entertain this possibility. I mean, it's it's Michael Davis. And it's Keenan Allen, uh, unfortunately. We've talked about this many times. I'm not saying I want this to happen. I don't. And I think there's definitely going to be a lot of moves that need to happen for the Chargers to be cap compliant. I think there is some some contracts that can be restructured. There's some money that can be moved around. But if we're talking about surprise cuts, I think there's no more surprising than Michael Davis and Keenan Allen. Because of how good they were, right? Yeah. I mean, Keenan Allen was easily the Chargers' best receiver on a per-game basis last season. And Michael no Davis question. was... The Chargers' best corner, you know, you don't even need to caveat it with anything. He was just Period. their best corner, and he was elite down yes. the stretch. But $7.4 million in savings with Michael Davis, that gets you a lot closer to cap compliant. $14.8 yeah. million in savings if you decide to let go of Keenan Allen. I talked about Austin Eckler, but I think the Austin Eckler situation kind of shows what are the problems are with the Chargers, which is there's yeah. never that heir apparent, right? Like, right. there's never – you can't cut Joey Bosa because Joey Bosa's great, you know, and he can be, yeah. you know, a rude jerk off the field all I want. You can't replace him, and you have to keep paying him because you don't have any other option at edge rusher, right? And you saw yeah. how much they missed him when he was out last year. It's the same situation with Austin Eckler, right? Josh Kelly got hurt last year. He looked a lot better. But do you feel yeah. good about Isaiah Spiller or Larry Roundtree? How could you at this point? You just haven't seen enough. And that's where my other surprise cut would go here, but I don't know if it'll happen for that same exact reason. Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett had a really good year, a career year by his standards, had some really big untimely drops and had some bad moments as well. And also had some really good games too, but it still felt like every year of Gerald Everett, like he was underutilized and maybe didn't, you know, perform up to what he could have in 2022, which feels like it's always the same, even with career highs, basically in every stat. Yeah. The Chargers would, Eat $4 million of his contract if they were to release him. They would save $4.2 million in savings, right? Modest, but when you're $20 million over the cap, like that is somewhere where it's like, I don't think it's going to happen, but it is a surprise cut, right? Where it's like yeah. maybe they feel they can replace that production from Gerald Everett. Maybe they draft a tight end in the first round. Yeah. Maybe they feel like that's somewhere where they can cut a little corner. I mean, I, but the other problem is, Donna Barham, barely any games played, coming off yeah. of, you know, a bunch of injuries and things like that. Right. Trey McKitty, bad in 2022. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. there's no heir apparent to this, and you're not going to be able to figure out your free agents before you hit the draft, right? That's something right. that you're not going to be able to do at that point. So yep. it's going to be very interesting to see, but those are some guys that, hey, if they get cut, Chargers are in a bad situation. It feels to me, David, there's a non-zero chance we see Michael Davis or Keenan Allen get cut, which is crazy because of how important they are. And I don't think Justin Herbert wants Keenan Allen going anywhere for the record. No. But I do feel like we're going to see a surprise cut. I think someone's yeah. going to get cut and we're going to be like, dang, it's that bad that that dude, even with his production, had to get cut. But let's yeah. go to the next question here from Bolt Brother, who asks, we were signing Pipkins? <laughs> That's it. Short, succinct, to the point. I like it. I think both of us have advocated for Trey Pipkins and, and talked about, you know, why we think the Chargers should bring him back. But with the salary cap situation, what it is, David, do you think they're going to be able to be created and creative enough to find a way to bring back probably the be the right tackle who just played the best right tackle season we've seen in over five years? 
Yeah, and and that's definitely the the case for sure. I mean, we've seen a a carousel of bad right tackles for the Chargers over the years. But so you can name the most bad right tackles. Go, Sam Tevy, Joe Barksdale, Foster Sarrell, uh, Storm Norton. Norton. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as Trey Pipkins is, is concerned here, if they do bring him back, it's going to have to be a multi-year deal because they yeah. need to manipulate that cap hit to where it's as low as possible in the 2023 season. I mean, that's the only way they're going to be able to do this. Obviously the saints were a hundred million over the cap at one point, a couple seasons (laughs) ago, they did whatever the heck they did to get under the cap. So, and had to get rid of some really good players in the process too. Yeah. But it's not like it's impossible. It can happen. You can still make moves. I think this is a move that the chargers should do. I think they will find a way to get it done. It makes more sense with someone like Trey Pipkins than like restructuring Keenan Allen because the Chargers have a big timeout after next year with Keenan yes. Allen. That's why I think it's going to happen if I had I to guess. That. If you move more of the money to that year, it's just going to make it that much harder to harder move to on from him, him yeah. next year, right? So yep. you're going to eat all that dead cap in both seasons if you really, if you let him go this season, right? So it's going to be hard. I think with Trey Pipkins, you just can't afford to lose him. I think they find a way to do it. Hopefully they can capitalize on his value. And the thing about moving money around is, hey – you move that money around on a multi-year deal. If he goes back to looking like a pumpkin next year, you're stuck with it, right? And that is the risk. For me, it's been so bad at right tackle. You have someone that would make sense to replace Matt Filer, who we think is gone at this point with Jamari yeah. Sawyer. It yes. just makes too much sense to try to keep this unit together. And I think he's at the very top of the list of guys they need to bring back. But yeah. one more fun one here from our friend over at Locked On Padres, Javier Herbert Reyes, who asked, what theme would you want the social media team to go with for next year's schedule reveal? Well, we know they had the best ever schedule reveal with the anime intros last year. David, that's a, a very high bar set by the Chargers. Quickly, who would you go? What would your idea be if you had to try to, you know, follow that up? Well, I just went to the Royal Rumble uh, in San Antonio. So I love that concept. They release a new superstar every 90 seconds. And my situation here was, hey, you get to introduce a new opponent every 90 seconds. Usually the last teams, uh, the last people that are left in the Royal Rumble are the best guys that are going in WWE. The last co- last couple of teams you can release are the best teams in the NFL. You could have the Chargers as part of that. I think they could really get creative and, and utilize some of those, you know, fun storyline WWE concepts for that schedule release. Yeah, and then you have the Chargers standing there at the end as the lone survivor, exactly. right? Yeah, I could see it. For me, so tough. It's so tough. It's such a good question. Uh, my first thought was going collab with some sort of other, you know, animated, maybe more, you know, adult animated shows like Family Guy or doing something yeah. with South Park or something like along those lines. I think it'd be really funny. Then I thought, what if you just did it with Will Ferrell movies, right? And every team go. is like a different Will Ferrell. You go old school, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, Elf other guys i mean there's so many good things to choose from you know and i feel like stepbrothers is always a good call and maybe that's just my cheesy 30 year old i love it (laughs) but i think that'd be really funny because there's just so much content to do there right i mean so much good stuff you could get from those so many great classic comedies from will ferrell so that's what my idea would be i know our ideas are probably not great compared to the chargers but i think both of those would be That's a why lot they got of the fun. best social media team in the world. Of course, of course. But that is going to do it for today's show. Make sure you guys are back with us this week, though, because we are also going to be getting into who the Chargers' new potential quarterback coaches. May we see some interviews from the new man in charge, Kellen Moore, and what Brand Staley has to say about it as well. And also, if you guys want to get in on the next Chargers mailbag, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports or David Drogemeyer, whose DMs are always open at Drotalk. 
SD, or you can call into the voicemail line like a tier at 323-524-7924. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's show. If you guys want to make sure that you never miss the show, though, follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers or on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But the best way is subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel or following their show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. There's also the Senior Bowl this week. And maybe we'll get into some Senior Bowl players that the Chargers could be trying to talk to. There's already some guys standing out there. And Lockdown is out there in full force right now. So make sure you guys check out Lockdown's coverage of the Senior Bowl on the Lockdown NFL Draft Show. Nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you guys checking that out. Ross Jackson and all those guys out there holding it down for Lockdown. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.